Come on down to the library. We're gonna have a blast. We got a book or two, a tip or three. It's the Writing Center podcast. We know them well, you know they're true, and we're so happy you're here. Grab some friends, enjoy the weather. It's who's at the Writing Center. Now let's ruffle those feathers. Now we start. Start. Here we go. Here we, we have go. begun. Hello, everybody. Hi. It is us. We are back. Um, also, um, before we begin, we're kind of everywhere right now. <laughs> Maddie and Eleanor is not with us because life happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sabrina is here. Hello. Woo-hoo! For the first time ever, um, you get to hear our wonderful member that you have not heard yet unless you've gone to previous episodes. So hello, Sabrina. Thank you for joining us. Glad um, to be here. We're glad to have you. God, I am so out of it right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all of us are dead. <laughs> is it senioritis or is it just... Uh, I don't know. I think, what week is it even? I don't is it know. like week four? Oh, I don't pay attention oh, to I weeks anymore. <laughs> yeah, so who knows? We don't know where we are. But what we do know is that we're here. That we are here. We yes. are here. Thank you. With you. Hi, we're here. <laughs> Anyways, as always, run call. My name is Kimberly. I am tired, <laughs> and I just realized that we have 52 days until... Oh, stop that right June now. 12th. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Why would you say that Because 52 is still a big number, you guys. That I... feels not that... big. That feels small. That feels way bigger than I expected. Okay, all right, well... I think I good think for you guys. It, it just feels bigger because my partner is gonna end school like next month, and yeah. so I'm just like, wow, we're like so far behind. But like, I know it's gonna come around. Like, we're ending April next week, so yeah, that's bananas. I feel like April just started. No, yeah, April it did just start, and well, now we're ending. Yeah, uh, well, okay, Kimberly, I've had enough of you already. <laughs> this is uh, my goodness. Let's move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, are we, yeah, we're just gonna keep going with, with introductions. Names, Great, introductions, awesome. Yeah. Um, I know my name. My name is Allie, and <laughs> I am also really tired. I'm drinking a just an astonishingly pink drink right now. Um, it's magnificent. It's so neon. Maybe we'll put it on the Instagram or something. But it's really bright. It allegedly has caffeine or some form of energy. Um, so hopefully that that kicks in. We'll see though. And I'm Sabrina. I I can't tell time. So like 50 doesn't seem like a big number, but maybe it is. I don't know. August did just, not August, April just started. See, I'm back in August. I mean, you could tell me that it's August and I would say, "Uh uh-huh, I believe you. That is right. Oh, man. It could be 20, 30 right now and I wouldn't know. Except I'd be 30. So would I. That'd be like a lot of us. Yeah. 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 You guys are like 10 years ahead. I'm like, it's still 2020. Like oh. oh, the way that I was literally <laughs> writing my rent check the other day and wrote 2020 on it, and oh, yeah. the teller had to be like, um, ma'am, <laughs> can you change that and write your initials by? I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. As you can tell, we're kind of out of it, but also we are still in the midst of our season six because we took an unprecedented hiatus in winter quarter. Did. So this is our first episode back, and um, I hope you got the chance to listen to our Soothe Your Soul episode in collaboration with UREC. It is 
on Anchor and all listening platforms everywhere. But today we are going to talk about the most controversial topic we could ever propose, which is ebooks versus print books. Yeah. And depending on what the title for this um, episode is, one of my propositions was uh, what came first, the movie or the book or something like that. And then it says in parentheses, sorry, Percy Jackson, just because everyone has very, like, very, very emphasized opinions about the Percy Jackson series. And everyone has, I think, like, just strong, like, formatting opinions in general. Like... I've never read the book, so I, I've... You I've... never read Percy Jackson? Okay. It's so a, good. It's a very long story. Really? Yeah. Okay. Long story short, I have an older sister, and my older sister just was going through a moment where she was like, this is my stuff and this is your stuff, and part of her stuff was Percy Jackson series. Mm-hmm. So I never read it because she said, you cannot read it. And I said, okay. Okay. Wow. I just feel like you're old enough that the gatekeeping of your older sister should not apply oh, anymore. it's not. It's not. I just have <laughs> not been um, encouraged enough. To they are so series. worth it. I believe the you. The way that I've read them all at least four times and they were like, like I was like, like religiously devoted to them mm-hmm. in elementary and middle school. They were so good. They're also like legitimately good books. Like they hold up in a way that I think that some other books of our ch- like our childhood yeah. have not. <laughs> and like oh no, they're so good. I highly recommend. I also like because of having read them as a child, know like just a weird amount of Greek mythology and that has helped me like out in bar trivia and stuff before. So, you know, it's it's a win-win. <laughs> so, you're telling me I should read Percy Jackson for bar trivia? Yeah, no, that is what just, I'm saying. But all, and also for joy. <laughs> but like as an English major, like English person, like you have to read it because mythology is so important and like so many different books. Like in almost every single one of my classes, something Greek has come up in class, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I read about this in Percy Jackson." Literally, I know this. I'm not. A, I'm not. Do you think I'm an English major? <laughs> I know you're not, but like, you are the writing center. <laughs> you're surrounded by English people. Um. Anyway, I just finished my first book in a while, like literally two months ago. So cut me some slack. Love. What book was that? What did you read? It was a month ago, actually. Um, It was the book that I had talked about before on this episode. uh, episode. I just took like eight months to finish it because um, sometimes life happens. And it was, if you want to read it, dear listener, it is Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. I finally finished that book and it has a a part of a series, but the second book I think won't come out until this year, but I don't remember when. So TBD on that. But maybe in the meantime, I'll read some Percy Jackson. I think you really should. Or on topic for once in my life and like a segue, um, I really love listening to audiobooks and it has been like kind like investing in audiobooks and like reading that way has been like such an important piece of the last like two years for me, especially after getting my ADHD diagnosis. Um, it like it just has changed everything as far as like I'm able to read and like consume books while like doing other things and like moving around. It's like so good for my hyperactive uh, times. So anyway, highly recommend that. I know that's controversial. A lot of people are like listening to audiobooks isn't reading. Oh my but god, I love. I think audiobooks. that's such an ableist take, and that's yeah. like the hill that I die on. <laughs> so yeah. It's also classist because, like, some people don't have time or the money to, like, go out and buy books all the time. No, literally. Audiobooks are cheaper and they're more widely available. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also, like, with different, like, ways of, like, 
learning and like consuming media and like all of it like it's just like that's more accessible for me in this moment in my life and I get anyway I get heated about it but that's what we're doing this episode for yeah to get heated literally yeah exactly I'm a big fan of audiobooks mainly because I'm a big fan of podcasts Mm -hmm. and so I think I've just gone become so accustomed to that sort of like audio type of learning wait you like podcasts is that why you is that why you, uh, you you start you started your your own? Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that's it. That's cool. It. Yeah. Um, thank you. Who's at the writing center? Um, <laughs> and I. But the thing that I am this is completely off topic, but on topic at the same time is it peeved about is that. Um, they in certain situations they make the ebook version a little less expensive than print versions, especially if you're buying like a textbook, mm-hmm. if you're buying like I don't know, whatever. I was trying to buy a book and it's just like it's like I mean, I'm am very privileged enough to be at a university and to have a job and all that stuff, but like the difference in like paying sixteen something for a print versus like illegally downloading <laughs> for for no dollars for for free um it's just i but in other situations that i've had before where i was trying to buy a textbook for a class they would be like here's a print version it's like a hundred something dollars but if you want the ebook it's like some significantly less and you have this amount for like an x amount of days so um i don't know if you've ever run into that problem i'm always in the conund- i always try to look for um, sources first and yes I know this is an academic po- podcast academic podcast but we are also students and we are broke yeah no exactly <laughs> well and also like at least for me like ebooks are really helpful <laughs> this is like gonna be like such like divulging saucy information about my life not really but it's mostly kind of embarrassing I got sent to collections by the Seattle University bookstore because I forgot to return like a textbook that I had rented and then like I didn't get emails or notices that like they had charged me or like I don't know if those like emails just like went through my spam filter or something I'm not sure but they fully like I had like a debt collection service calling me being like hi you owe the Seattle University bookstore $80 and I was like "Uh, what do you mean like I didn't know (laughs) so I really like that ebooks just disappear when your loan is up you don't have to worry about having returned them or not it's uh just one less one less task that is so scary that they did that i know i know i'm like "Mm, is this going to have like detriment like detrimental ramifications on my credit i don't know but at this point i'm just hoping the answer is no so whatever it's fine i'm not worried about it but yeah there's also i mean the like whole like well I mean once Amazon came onto the scene like I remember when I got my first Kindle I think I was like maybe 11 or maybe a little younger than that like because when I was younger I mean I think I've talked about it on the podcast before but like when I was little like I was a kid that did not have a lot of friends and so all of my friends were books (laughs) and like really just like I like I read voraciously and like when I would get in trouble I would get grounded from my books and so like I couldn't keep books in my hands fast like they couldn't get books in my hands fast enough so my mom got me a Kindle and that like having an Amazon account and like having like Kindle books was life-changing for me because I could just like instantly have more um 
But that has also had, like, really scary ramifications on, like, small businesses and bookstores and, like, independent bookstores. So, I like, I feel guilty just, but I, yeah, anyway, ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um... Well, I'm just, I'm just wondering if, like, if you've been used to reading ebooks, when we like had to switch to online, because like I know I struggled so deeply because I used to reading print and I love print, um, but like all of a sudden everything was online and like my eyes were getting so strained at the beginning of the pandemic because all of a sudden classes were online and I was reading everything online because all my professors were like, oh, it's gonna be so helpful. We'll give you like e articles and ebooks, and I was like, yay! I don't have to spend any money. But now I'm like, my eyes hurt constantly. Yeah, yeah. Was that like not then such a rough transition for you if you're like used to that? That's a really good question. I think that, well, so it kind of depends. So my Kindle that I have now is like one of the updated like paper white ones and so it doesn't have the same like blue light glare as like a like a tablet or a laptop would um so when we switched to online learning I definitely I definitely struggled with just having stuff online because what I was finding is that I wasn't able I wasn't able to, like, comprehend things as well because I wasn't, like, reading. I don't know. It's just, like, it's such a different experience to read something on your laptop than to read it, like, in front of you printed out. So I ended up just, like, printing, like, everything until I got my iPad. And, like, my iPad has really, really changed the game for me because it's, like, I can highlight as I go and, like, make annotations in the margins and that type of thing. So I think it's less of, like what kind of screen the article is displayed on for me and more so like can I use some sort of like writing utensil to track with my eyes like where things are being written and stuff I was just thinking about people who like die on the hill of like paper only and refuse to like go into ebooks and I'm not trying to like divide us between like older generation and younger generation because I have seen too many people on their iPhones and like reading stuff so like come on um but I just think that there is like there are like like any literal situation in life there's just going to be a pro and a con yeah and like of both and I remember in sixth grade <laughs> I didn't know about it then because I was like I'm gonna be cool and say that I want that paper textbook and I want to carry that like five pound thing in my backpack every day as a sixth grader it felt like a hallmark of like I'm an academic I have textbooks like I remember like feeling so adult with that right um, but now, like nowadays, I just, um, oh, the purpose of that was that I had this person tell me that, like, why do you want, like, paper things? You're going to, like, kill the earth with, like, all your trees and stuff being gone. So I just, you know, it's also, I think people say ebooks or, like, digital because they, like, are helping the planet, quote unquote. Yeah. And I wonder um, how much, like, I guess I don't know the st- the stats of like how many trees are chopped down for paper books or like yeah same it's like I don't know I wonder what the yeah the like sustainability impact of right like an e reader versus an actual physical printed copy but like I feel like too they like they're gonna produce them anyway like I'd be more interested in knowing like how many books are thrown out that yeah. like people don't buy Cause, yeah like they're still good like there's nothing wrong with them so yeah. 
No, it's all really interesting. I also, like, I I know people who, like, once they read a book, like, they either donate it or give it to a friend or, like, give it away. Like, they don't hold on to books. And I am so not that person. Like, I have, like, I have, like, I'm, like, out of book space in my room right now because I have two massive bookshelves that are, not to toot my own horn, they are color-coordinated by Rainbow, like, in Rainbow Order, and I am kind of proud of it. It does make some people mad because I split series up according to their cover color, which is controversial, but anyway. Um, so, like, I I love being able to, like, hold my books and, like, having them and, like, having a collection of them that, like, feels really good to me. But for some people it's like trophy hunting or like like i know some people like it's like their serial killer wall it's like i've read all of these books they're yeah. like trophies it's yeah like, no yeah it's like oh my achievements yeah. but like i think i saw someone on tiktok and they were going through their books and like they had a bunch because they're like on book talk yeah and they were like these are the books like i'm gonna reread or this one's really important sentimentally so i'm gonna keep it but like I read this. I'm not going to read it again. So I'm going to give it a new home so somebody else can enjoy it. Yeah. And like, I think that that philosophy, I think, is a more important when it comes to like your bookshelf because it's like, if you're going to keep rereading that book again, obviously hold on to it. There's no point in like giving it away and then rebuying it every single time. Totally. But at the same time, like, sometimes you like get gifted books and you like love it or like, I don't know. I love, I'm a paper person. I just love the feeling of like holding the book in my hand. I like seeing them on my shelf and being like, I've read so many books. Look at all of them. Yeah. (laughs) I will say that like (laughs) my shelves, I don't know what percentage I have actually read. I think most of them I have, but there are, there are a significant amount of books that are like still just chilling on my TBR that are on my shelves (laughs) that I'm just like, "Mm, I'll get to eventually. Like, book buying for me I think I might have said this before on another episode but like book buying and book reading are very different things for me and I love to buy books I also love to read books but I love to buy books there's just something about like oh here's this like mysterious cover that I don't know like the plot of at all and I'll just go in it blind oh it's enchanting I love it well, and there's also, like, there's so many new books being published all the time. And, like, especially with Book Talk. Also, this is kind of unrelated. But the way that TikTok just introduced the way, like, the, um, like, categorizing your favorites. You Okay, I don't know if you both know this. I don't know if you're on TikTok still. Are I you am. off of it? I'm, like, I have it. I just haven't been on it in a okay, while. Okay, I'm, I'm on like, it every day. Yeah, same. So what you can do now, instead of, I'm someone who, like, on Instagram and Twitter and everything, like, I like almost everything that I see. Like, I can't not. Like, I'll be scrolling and my girlfriend will be looking over my shoulder and she's like, you didn't even watch that whole thing. (laughs) Like, you just liked it anyway. Like, yeah, sorry. So, um, basically, I, like, instead of liking things that I want to come back to, I favorite them. But TikTok just introduced kind of like a Pinterest board. You can put your favorites into folders like, and like categories. Instagram does. Basically, yeah, exactly. Same thing. Yes. So I have a whole folder full of book recommendations that I've been favoriting for how two years that I've had TikTok. And I can't keep up with it. I'm like, there's so many things I want to read and I just don't have the time or the budget. But anyway, that was a big ADHD tornado. But no, I'm uh, going to go home and like organize Oh, it's so satisfying. And also just, like, all the crafts and the DIYs that I found on there. And the the music recommendations. Recipes. Outfit ideas. Oh, TikTok is a magical place. 
It really is, and also it sucks sometimes. Oh, it's magical, and it's also destroying my brain. (laughs) But, you know. TikTok also introduced that stories thing. There has just been some times where, like, someone, I, like, cross through someone's, like, video, and I'm like, what's happening? It's just them, like, in a still image, and it's just, like, LOL. And I'm like, what? And then I realized that they've introduced stories into their... It's so silly. It is so silly. I don't know why... Okay, I would love for both of you to wax poetic on your thoughts of... People who put, like, make public Snapchat stories. Like, you know how you can have, like, your Snapchat story for, like, your friends and followers oh, or whatever? And yeah, then you yeah, can make, yeah, like, yeah. a public-facing one? Right. I am just, like, what? If you want to air out your dirty laundry, sure. I tend to, um, like, hide those stories because I yeah. just am, like, I hide a lot of people's stories because I'm, like, you're kind of irrelevant for, to me right now. Totally. Because the um, only people I have on Snapchat still are, like... If we went to high school together. Yeah, right. Seriously. And I'm like, no, Tino Sheen. Like, peace and love. I hope you're doing well. But also, you are not relevant in my life. Um, um, But yeah, I don't. I accidentally posted something on my public, and then my partner's sister responded. And she was, I was like, it was just like me making a silly, like, degrading comment about myself. But it's not like an actual, and I'm like, oh my God, like, glow up. Yeah. Right? Because you did glow up from high school. I personally just like, everybody High school was not my peak. No. Um, But, her sister like was like oh my god you're beautiful always and i was like how do you know you're not in my (gasps) you're like oh no which is why i think we need (laughs) private stories and i appreciate them and i just like the idea of like being able to talk about like certain niche things to one group but then i have my private story where like i can talk about a lot of things and people are like some people in there are like wow we've never really talked about anything deeper than like you know small talk but i'm glad i know about like things about your life yeah totally no i love like the little private story options but i also i offloaded snapchat i that's so fair i don't have it anymore it is just like i I never used it yeah and i think that like if it wasn't snapchat is weirdly the app that i have like the most like like group chats on where like i have to be a part of those group chats like it's like where scheduling and stuff happens Mm -hmm. because everybody has one even though it's objectively not the best communication platform for group chat activities my group chat's on instagram though and that is not also a great platform but that's where my friends decided to make it exactly it's like it kind of just ended up there i don't really know but if i didn't have it like i i don't think i would use it at all anymore group chats period suck yeah. yeah, that's true. That is true. TikTok is going to do it one at one point because they just they know you're sending the same TikTok to five to five people. people. <laughs> and I'm like, it means no less that I'm sending it to five of you because I picked the five specific that's people true. that I knew would appreciate it. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. I've gotten a real good taste of everyone's kind of humor and it makes me feel good. It makes me so it. happy. I'm like, yeah. oh, I know what makes my friends giggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, on topic. So <laughs> Right, we're talking about books. About books. Um I we were just talking about Percy Jackson earlier, but I was wondering if there was any other like book to movie or movie to book adaptations that you are fond of or it may be controversial but you don't like any of them. Um before we move on, I do want to say that Percy Jackson, they're going to start filming the TV series for Disney Plus in June of I this year. I am so, so excited. If you're going to read it, Kimberly, do it before the show comes out. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Did you see who they cast as Percy? Yes, and it's perfect. He's like a young kid. Like He's like he's the 13. perfect age. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it is it is perfect because I could talk about the Percy Jackson series in the movie all, like I mean, for hours, but like... The way that they did the movies just, like, completely took all of the, like, 
coming of age, like awkward adolescence out of it. And I think that they're like really intentionally like reworking that back into this like TV series adaptation. Well, Rick Rudin's actually involved in this. Thank one. And he God. And he hated the movie adaptations because they went older. Yeah. And, like that's my only complaint with them personally. I like. Well, I hate. Well, we only we don't talk about the second one, but the first yeah. one, the Lightning Thief, <laughs> wasn't awful. He was yeah. just obviously not a child, and I was like, yeah. okay, you know, whatever. Movies do this all the time, but like him actually being involved in this, and like it's just so exciting to see. Like, I open my Instagram and like I go to my explore page, and half of it is all just like images of Percy Jackson. That's how my Twitter like, feed is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's so good. Sorry, Kimberly. No, anyway. it's fine. No, it's great. I, I just, no, but, like, I, like, would <laughs> highly recommend. I think that book-to-movie adaptations are, like, objectively very challenging, and, like, I understand why they're yeah. so hard to, like, make widely, like, palatable and, like, have, like, especially when there's such, like, a fervent fandom around them. Um, I think I saw a tweet about, like... Someone like like throwing some shade at Warner Brothers with like a picture of like the original like Harry Potter series movies, and then this like the new like I I love Harry Potter. Harry Potter is like deeply nostalgic and very important to me, and also I have not followed at all the whole Grindelwald, Dumbledore movies that it's have not come worth out. It. No, <laughs> we I haven't seen the new one, but like no. I, yeah, the the tweet was basically like Warner Brothers like you way to make like objectively the most popular profitable franchise in the world entirely irrelevant in a matter of years <laughs> like how did you do that and and it's i don't know it's interesting to see like what what really takes off and people hold on to and what it just gets totally tossed to the wayside it's also so just so i mean i, I don't want to say sad but i just think that like with book to movie adaptations people are so quick to just be like i don't need to read the book i'll just watch the movie yeah. you know and movie are is a whole business in the like filming industry where you have to t- ad- like adjust things or like take things out or add things in so that like because you know what the audience wants or you're assuming that like this is going to be more profitable that way because it's all about profit you know um like kind of sticking to the story but like also profit um especially if you're casting big name actors you know you adjust the heck out of movies to for whatever reason but um i i would like to i don't know how this would work but someday in a world where capitalism is less uh, like sucks and um let me know when that world gets here i'm interested (laughs) um i would just love an opportunity for like if you choose to see the movie first and you really liked it or you were interested or you're like "Hmm, this isn't as good as i hoped it to be i would hope that like next to it you could like go to the bookstore and be like oh or like there's like a promotion where you can also benefit the author of those um uh, of those uh, 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 movie adaptations yeah. because I don't know how much goes to the author. I'm, I hope a, a portion, but like some authors are not even part of the movie process and some authors are and you know. What I've found to be really interesting, two book series come, or like authors come to mind. One is Bridgerton and Julia Quinn's books because I watched the first season of Bridgerton and then like read that it was a book series and I was like, oh, I love me some saucy romance. Would love to like read these books too. Started reading them. The first one, 
I don't like. It has a very questionable, like, couple scenes in them. Like, that, like, I'm not a fan of that first storyline. But the second book that they just, that they based the second season off of is phenomenal and objectively way better than the way that they did it on the season, like, this most recent season. I loved it. It is one of my favorites of the entire series. I've only read, I think, up until, like, book five. Because then it starts just getting weird, in my opinion, as far as, like, I'm like, we're talking about, like, the kid's, like, age. But, like, in my mind, I'm like, Hyacinth, you're still, like, eight. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, this, like, no, no. I don't want to hear about, like, the boy that you like. It's, it's just kind of weird. Anyway. And then the other person that comes to mind is Sally Rooney, who wrote Normal People and Conversations with Friends, who are, um, Normal People is a series on Hulu, and then Conversations with Friends is being adapted into a series. Um... And I controversially did not like normal people. I didn't like the book. I thought the series was fine. Um, but it just kind of it just kind of felt like a story of two people just like torturing each other by not directly communicating for literally decades. And that I just I just can't watch because I'm like this it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Um so I'll be interested to see how Conversations with Friends gets adapted because they did a very like, true to the story adaptation for normal people. But Conversations with Friends, if I'm not mistaken, is a little longer, and I found it to be a little bit more complex. So I think the series way is the way to go for adaptations because you can get you just get so much more, mm-hmm. like, accuracy from the book. Yeah, yeah. like, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think that, like, there's a distinction between, like, making it be a movie and making it be, like, a series. Because with, like, the series of the show, you can have one season be one book, and you can, like, actually do, like, two chapters in, like, one episode and, like, split it up a lot better. With a movie, you have, like, an hour and a half to two hours to try to cram the entire book into the thing. And it's, like, a lot harder, and you have to cut a lot more stuff. And so, like, you're just going to get less stuff. Like, I think Shadow and Bone did amazing, yeah. too. And, like, that was a... Yeah. I watched it and it was phenomenal. I have not read the books. I've been meaning to. And the books are so good, Sabrina. And I, and I know that you know. would, you specifically would love them the way that you love fantasy and romance. It would be, you would love it. And I like, I even asked people who had read the books and watched it and said it was really good. And like, but like, should I watch it even if I haven't read the books yet? Because I wanted to wait. And they were like, no, just watch it. It's so good. It's just, so good. And it was <laughs> so good. I need to actually rewatch it now, like thinking about it. It was so good. And I still haven't read the books yet. Because and I, Think it takes me six months, too, to read a book. Yeah. I think especially, like, I think it might specifically be, like, a fantasy thing. But, like, when you have, like, such dense world building and lore around these characters and around their stories, sometimes it is really helpful to have, like, a first season of a show to, like, get you in and get you familiar with the terminology and have some visuals associated. Because, I mean, I know when I'm starting, like, a new fantasy fantasy series... Like, I'm flipping back to that map at the beginning of the book. Like, every four pages be like, who is talking to who? And then what people? And then what is your history? (laughs) Game of Thrones? No, literally. Like, I haven't read that. But but similarly. I haven't gotten into the Crescent series or the Crescent City series of SJM, but I have. So I've read all of the Akatar series. Okay. And then A Court of Thorns and Roses, for those of you who do not know. Um, And then I've read the first Throne of Glass. Okay. And I own all of the rest of the Throne of Glass series oh, because wow. I got it for so cheap on Amazon. Again. Anyway. On, on Amazon on my Kindle. Like, on, there was, like, a, a big sale that was happening. So I got it, for, like, all of them for, like, $7. But I personally don't care for a Throne of Glass. Okay. I read it 
the first couple books in high school and I just didn't like it. I read A Court of Thorns and Roses and I just really loved it. That's been my comfort series. I've reread it three or four times. Still haven't read Court of Silver Flames, the newest one. I read Crescent City, the first one though. She does such dense world building in the first like two chapters. I was having whiplash. I could not get into it because it was so dense world building. But yeah. the rest of the book, phenomenal. I'm going to get a tattoo because of it. Like, Love it. Like, <laughs> I highly recommend Crescent City. It's an amazing book. But like, Akatar is another series that like Hulu is saying. Yeah, I was gonna say, but, but they've like, been saying that for like three years they said now. They're gonna do Throne of Glass in like 2015, and then they scrapped the project. So uh, like, it might not even happen. Well, but okay, but with especially the way that Akatar has like blown up on TikTok, I'm like, you know, you have an audience here. Like, come on, we need it. I want it. I mean, people are doing fan casts, and I'm like, yeah, oh, be so good. Yeah, and and like, I mean, Sarah J. Moss has like many problematic aspects of her like she's not a very representative writer her like really like her very intense commitment to gender roles and like heteronormativity is frustrating i do not condone her as a person i like her writing but uh yeah i like i really love that series and people have really just hooked onto it so anyway well now thank you so much for listening uh i know that we didn't really we didn't really wrap up that we conversation. Just, we, can, we can just let's end it on like a, um, what was the conversation about? What did we just talk about? We were talking about Sarah J. Maas, and so like, I mean, I think it depends on like what's being adapted, yeah. and like the way that is being adapted. There's so many different like nuances that go into it, and like I think going forward, like a lot of art, like authors should be really involved in the process of like their books being adapted because like they wrote it yeah. and like i think the issue comes along and like a lot of times they're not included hmm. yeah jump off from there <laughs> yeah i know yeah i definitely yeah i think that like having author involvement is like obviously ideal um and also like sometimes like there's i mean there's a thousand reasons why some, that doesn't happen um but yeah i mean i think all in all i'm just pro story <laughs> like i like i'm like pro whatever story i'm Alice pro story this is Shaw. my hot take <laughs> and like whatever way that like reading is fun and accessible to you like i think the way that like we kind of gatekeep and intellectualize like the consumption of people's stories and like the sharing of knowledge is rooted in a lot of uh a lot of like oppressive notions of who has access to information and literacy. So whatever way you can get your hands on um, people's like creative pursuits, do it, do it ethically, but do it, you know, it's exciting. We endorse reading. We endorse reading. It's a hot take out here, but (laughs) we endorse you consuming the kind of content that you want in whatever matter you need in all an ethical sense. Yeah. (laughs) Don't yuck people's yums. And I think that's what we've got for you today. I really, yeah. It's yeah. a little bit of a chaotic episode. If We're you're all... a book nerd, I hope you benefited from this because oh, I learned like five different new series today. Um, so, and it just reminds me that I need to read more. Yeah. Yeah. As a person who does just not have not a lot of time on her hands, yeah. I need to read more. And that's just a personal thing for me. I'm not saying you need to read more. But I, I do need to read more. I don't, it's hard. It's hard. That's Our phones are ruining here. everything. Anyway. Anyway, that's all that we have for now. Please check below for all of the links to our Writing Center blog, for the transcript versions, for just the blog post in general. Please check out all the socials. Please take care of yourself. It is raining in Seattle. It is. 
but it's also spring and sunny, but also allergy season. So please take care of yourself. Um, and this has been another episode of Who Who Who's at the, the Writing Center. Center? Love y'all. Talk to you later. Thanks for coming around to the library. We hope you come again. We've got stories, jokes, and love to share with all our very best friends. Company is always great. So follow our Insta, Facebook, and Twitter. Look around, there's so much to celebrate. We'll see you next time. Have a nice day.